Hello, and welcome to the Sisters in the Spirit podcast. My prayer is that this podcast would be a ray of hope for your week. My name is Sarah St. Clair, and I'm delighted that you have joined me here. We are going to connect around the life-giving truths we find in God's Word and have honest conversation about the challenges we face day to day. I want to encourage you from my own life experiences and also chat with women like yourself who have walked through seasons of suffering and yet remained strong in their faith. Sister, you are not alone. You are precious to the Heavenly Father. Let's grow together as we seek to know Christ and worship Him in every area of our life. Why, hello everyone, and welcome to Episode 9 of Sisters in the Spirit. I am so glad that you have chosen to join me right now and um, take a listen to today's conversation I have um, just the privilege of chatting with a longtime friend from uh, college, and we are talking about the topic of grief and loss, and um, she lost her mom almost two years ago and was so brave to um, be willing to talk about it and just share, um, her journey of grief and where she's at in that process and also share how the Lord has helped her, um, continue to go through that journey and, um, how he's met her there. So I'm really looking forward to just being able to share that with you all, because I know it will be such a blessing and encouragement and allow you to find courage to um, face whatever it is that you're having to go through right now. Um, But before we get started with that, I just have a couple of um, things to share uh, from the home front here, um, for those who this is your first time listening in um, to Sisters in the Spirit, I'm Sarah St. Clair, and I am the mother to six beautiful daughters, and they uh, are ages 18 to 5 right now, and That's going to change really soon in a couple of weeks, but um, I homeschool all six of them this year. The oldest is a senior and the youngest is kindergarten. So this year has been quite an adventure um, educating all of them here at home, but I absolutely love it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um... Me and my husband, Tim, have been married for 19 years, and um, we live here in Greenville, South Carolina. So if you want details about our story and life journey, um, go back. I shared um, our love story for Valentine's and then the intro podcast number one, I just kind of shared um, where we're at in life and, uh, yeah, what God's doing um, in our lives and what our days kind of look like right now. So um, how is everyone doing with the time change? Um, that It always gets me. Either way, when you gain an hour or lose an hour, somehow it still just affects you. And I especially feel for you with young, young ones. Um, 
it was always just the worst with babies. And when you had them on a good schedule and then all of a sudden the time change hits and it just threw everything off and you're trying to still function and get some sleep and make it to church and appointments at the right time and um, they don't know when to sleep or be awake and it's already hard <laughs> with babies. Um, so it's not helpful. The time changes, but, um, and those who have to wake up and head to work, even though it feels an hour earlier, um, I hope that you can, your body will make that change and adjustment quickly. So it's a little easier for us um, just with our uh, homeschooling and stuff. We can kind of ease into those kinds of things. But I guess I really didn't get to because I did um, worship team this morning. And I'm pretty sure that last year I was on worship team the Sunday of um, the time change. And I said, never again will I do the daylight savings time when I'm losing an hour. I just can't do early mornings like that. And of course, um, I was up super early, but I made it. I survived my day. I did take a Sunday afternoon nap though. Um, so anyway, um, I'm really excited to announce um, just a neat opportunity and I think a really fun way for us to partner together with this podcast. Um, it's I'm just calling it Podcast Partners. And so I'm looking for listeners and friends um, to partner with me and... Um, the way that I've thought to do it is every month you get to pick a day of the month to um, sponsor the podcast. So say you really love the number seven, you can um, PayPal or Venmo $7 and that day then would be covered for the podcast and um, every one I'll like type this up and put it on um, my Instagram page and Facebook page and the Sisters in the Spirit Facebook group. So if you're not part of that yet, hop on over there and join so you don't miss out. Um, but yeah, so then um, like days one through 10, you'll be entered one entry for um, some prizes at the end of the month and um, days 10 through 20 we'll get two entries and days 20 through 30 we'll get three entries and um, and hey bonus 31 we'll give four entries um, but yeah I'm hoping um, there there's gonna be some really awesome prizes and we'll do a live event to um, draw the winners. So if you want to be part of that and um, just invest a little bit more in the podcast um, to help me um, continue bringing this content to your listening device, um, you can message me on Instagram or Facebook um, or shoot me an email and um, I'll have my email in the episode description. So plenty of ways to reach me and communicate, but I'll be posting um, as the days get covered um, on all the social media platforms. So... Um, don't you feel like the farther along in the year 
you get, it just starts getting busier and busier. Like I just feel like every month, um, January is kind of a little more slow paced and, you know, that winter feeling long, long days. And, um, but man, we're already in March and I feel like my calendar is completely full from now until, um, April 1st, April 2nd. And, um, we are trying to pick a day for my daughter's birthday party. Um, little Willow turns six in just two weeks. And I'm just like, where is a time slot? I just don't even know. So weddings and baby showers and, um, graduation planning and spring break and Easter, it just gets really busy. Um, so I hope that this podcast and, um, these conversations can just help, um, kind of anchor you a little bit and help you breathe. Maybe you can take a minute to sit and grab a cup of tea or coffee and slow yourself down a little as you listen. But if you don't have that option, um, maybe it will just help you feel a sense of calmness. Um, and yeah, just take a nice deep breath and, um, know that it's all, it'll all get done somehow, some way. And the Lord will help us to prioritize, um, Monday mornings, I like just to get my calendar out and sit down and say, what are the top priorities for the week and try to write down those key things so that I don't miss what's most important and um, not feel like I have to get it all done on Monday. <laughs> um, but in... In talking about that, this morning in church we sang the song, You Hold It All Together, by Maverick City Worship. And um, the part in there that just said, I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord. I'm confident as seasons change, your faithfulness remains. And that was just so comforting to me, both the seasons changing um, on the calendar and you feel that busyness picking up and um, activities being added um, for the spring schedule, but also just the seasons in life. And as you guys know, we've been in process of job change and... Um, we're entering a new season and, and then my daughter oldest is graduating and that's going to be another new season. And I'm like, Lord, how many changes do you think I can handle right now? Um, but we can be confident that we will see his goodness, um, following us and his faithfulness, um, will remain no matter what season that we're in. And in my devotions this week, I had read in Psalm 40, and one of the verses really jumped out to me, verse 11. It said, Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. And I just kind of sat and meditated on that for a while and have kept coming back to it throughout the week. And just the idea of his love and faithfulness protecting me. And um, just like, how does that protect me, God? But when we think about his love and um, we are safe in his love, we are confident in his love, um, we don't feel like we're having to prove anything to him, we can truly just rest in it, and 
um, have confidence to love others because we know of his love for us and his faithfulness. It's a protection knowing that he's going to be faithful. We can so many times just get so fearful of the changes in our life and the different ways that he's stretching and growing us or moving us on to a new phase of life. And it can be scary. And yet knowing that he's been faithful and he will be faithful, oh, it just, it's like it wraps your heart in a shield of confidence and belief and peace. And so that's my prayer for you this week is that um, the Lord's mercy would rest on you that it would be new every morning for you and that you would allow his love and his faithfulness to be a protection for your heart, for your mind, and um, that it would just help you to be the woman of God that he's calling you to be and um, to let go of fear, to let go of doubt or discouragement. So... That's just what the Lord had put on my heart to share with you. And now we're going to go ahead and listen to this very special interview with my friend, Andrea Smith. So welcome, Andrea, to the Sisters in the Spirit podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy that you have agreed to come and be on this. Um, Andrea and I have known each other <laughs> since college days. Yes. So we go way back. Like two years. <laughs> um, and we have just shared so much of life together. Um, I remember you held my first baby <laughs> when we came up for um, graduation yes. at college. And and then we ended up moving down here to Greenville, yes. where you're from. Yeah, we're like three minutes apart right now. Like yes. Three minutes apart. <laughs> so tell us just a little bit about your family and, yes. um, yeah. Just yes. a little bit about you. Yes, about me. I am a third of six. Uh, there's three girls and three boys for the Brady Bunch. Um, so I'm third, right there in the middle. Um, I was born in Wisconsin and um, moved down here when I was five. And yeah, I love life. I love doing life. I love celebrating life. I love so many happy things. I try to make every little thing happy. My yes. husband laughs at me so many times how I can make the smallest little things so happy. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I love teaching. I love photography. I have a daughter. Um, she just turned five last week. Yes. Chloe, Chloe Grace. And um, I've been married. It'll be seven years in May. So we can't Wow. I know. Seven? <laughs> I know. No way. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's a big year mm -hmm. for so many reasons. And we'll talk about that more in another podcast. But, yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's. I was saved when I was in sixth grade. Um, I just, God really got to hold my heart young. Mm -hmm. And I just love, it's been a journey ever since. He's been, he's walked through a lot of, very difficult, but yeah, a lot of rewarding, amazing things mm -hmm. with me, and he's been so faithful. So yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. So, and we are sitting out in nature, yes, <laughs> um, under a beautiful tree that is blossoming, and um, we'll have to snap a picture of it and post it on the Sisters in the Spirit Facebook group. So you can see the pretty spot that we recorded this podcast. Um, 
But today we're going to talk about um, the uh, journey of grief and loss that you have been on um, with losing your mom. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that makes this podcast special for me is that I knew your mom too. And she was just one of the most larger-than-life, generous-hearted, people-loving person that I've ever met. And she was, you know, there when we moved down here with the U-Haul, <laughs> and she had Little Caesar's Pizza and your younger brother telling him to help Tim unload the trailer, <laughs> and she held um, little Aislinn you know, that was yeah. a baby at the time on her lap while I tried to direct all the unpacking and stuff. And so, um, just a precious, precious lady. And, um, so it's a great loss for all of us and yeah. this community and, um, but especially for your family. So, yeah. um, yeah, so take a deep breath and we're just going to honor her through, um, telling how, you know, just this journey. Um, <clears throat> so why don't you take us back to that time? Like how long ago was it? And, um, what did life look like? Yeah. So as I was preparing for this, um, last night, even I was going back through all my pictures. I'm so glad we have phones that can yes. track so many moments along the way so you can see what life was like. Um, Easter had just happened. We, you know, my sister lives here in town and she has a little boy and girl and my Chloe, they just, they're like brothers and sisters. Yes. They do everything together. We do everything together. So we had just done Easter, you know, egg hunt with them. We were doing Willow just had her birthday party, you know, we just, life was just, you know, spring was coming, spring just happened, and I was getting <laughs> so determined to lose weight and get healthy that <laughs> yes. year, and it was in 2021, COVID had just happened, you know, and we were all so excited to be somewhat out, it was still kind of around at that time. Yeah. Well, anyways, um... We always go to the beach uh, the first week in May. We've done that for like seven years. It's the same condo, same everything. It's our getaway. We all stay in the same rooms. It's our it's our thing, our family thing. And it's a special place where we've always just gotten away before the summer happens. Um, well, it was uh, my sister and mom with the kids went down on May 1st. We had Marty at work and so... Anyways, we got down late that night, and um, my mom what did have was on the very end um, of her COVID spell, um, but she um, so she wasn't feeling great. But you know, it was just COVID, right? Yeah. And so we got there, and so Sunday morning, you know, I remember Chloe and her little <laughs> her little diaper out on the balcony looking over. I have that picture; it's so special. We're just doing our thing, you know, we just always have this routine we do at the beach. Um, and it was, um, you know, the kids are just excited about the beach, we're going to do all our thing, go to the beach, um, out to the ocean. Um, well, anyways, my mom wasn't feeling great that day. She looked pretty rough, actually. Mm -hmm. And um, so my sister, she made breakfast, and we just have all these documented videos. I'm so thankful that we have phones for these things. Um, well, anyway, she sat out on the balcony and she was listening to her brother. He's a pastor, preach his message. And then her message, you know, she was always faithful to church and the kids were fighting out on the balcony. So I remember going out there and just being like, guys, go inside. Yes. Leave, leave me, me alone. <laughs> um, so, and she was crying and apparently there was something in one of the messages that just talked about life and, mm -hmm. um, and she was crying, and I was like, what's wrong, Mom? And she's just like, um, I just feel so useless. She was a little bit heavier set, and she just she was always a go, go, go. She mm -hmm. fought through anything, bad knees or whatever. She just 
was always on the go. So yeah. it was just hard for her to have any restrictions. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I just feel so useless. I feel, what are the kids going to remember me as? Just, I can't do anything. And I just remember giving her a big hug and holding her and feel like, they will never think that, Mom. They yeah. will do not think that. So, anyways, and so we decided all to go to the pool that day. We normally go to the beach. My mom does her laps because it was something she could do. So we, but my sister insisted that we go to the pool that day. The first day we normally go to the beach. My mom does her laps, but we changed it all that yep. day. And I'm so, that was so sovereign of God. Um, so we went to the beach. My mom went in the hot tub. She always loved going to the hot tub. We have so many pictures of her in the hot tub. And then she did laps for an hour. We did our beach. You know, she sat and watched the kids and the girls, my daughter and niece. Yeah, swimming at the pool. at the pool. And we took all these pictures and videos, and it was just so special. And my mom was just so full of life and just all of my mom, the mom I knew. Um, mm -hmm. Well, anyways, we're like, it was getting later. And it's like, oh, it's supper time. We got to, I was going to cook out that grill out that night. And she's like, I'm going to go up and get, go to the bathroom and, you know, get ready for supper. I was going to cook that night. So we're like, okay. I remember her walking with her cane. And she went upstairs, and we, you know, got all the beach stuff all together, went upstairs, we're all getting dressed, and my sister said, hey, mommy locked herself in the bathroom, she can't get out, you know, and I was like, mm -hmm. what? <laughs> so we went in there, and she said, I can't move my legs. And so, um, anyways, long story short, um, we had to call 911, and they came, and they thought it was hyperthermia going from the hot tub to the cold water because it was early May. Um, but then they soon found out it was a stroke. She had had a stroke three years before when I was pregnant and there was a lot of bleeding in her brain at that time, but she got back to her good old self again mm -hmm. driving. And so when they said this is a stroke in our mind, we're like, Oh, we've been there, done that. Yeah. We, we know that we know the drill. We know, you know, she's going to be fine, right. you know, cause she was talking fine. Um, but she just couldn't feel her body at that point. Yeah. But she was talking fine. Um, well, anyways, they switched her to another hospital, um, in North, in Myrtle Beach. We're in Myrtle Beach. And I had a conversation with her and I was able to talk to her and I said, you know, mom, you doing okay? And she's like, yep, we're good. <laughs> she's so funny. She's like. Well, I got to witness to the x-ray assistant. She, Aww. I was just like, so my mom. Yes. Like, she's like, she asked me if I smoked or drank. And she's like, nope, not since I met Jesus. And mm -hmm. she's like, do you know Jesus? And the lady's like, no. And she's like, I got to pray with her and witness to her. And sh this is going to be good. God has me here for a reason. This is going to be so good. And she was just so Aww. full of life. That's amazing. And then we... You know, talked about me coming to um, get her stuff. And um, that was it. That was their last conversation I ever spoke um, with yeah. her. Because by the time we saw her, she couldn't speak anymore. And she was... So, long story short, 22 days later, she had a second stroke. And they had to do brain surgery. And she died on May 24th. And just life just stopped mm -hmm. so, that's a very <laughs> yeah so, I remember so praying <laughs> so hard that you know through that process and just because yeah. we thought she was going to be fine yeah we were playing making arrangements for her to come back to Greenville but then she had a second stroke and yeah I just couldn't all. recover yeah yeah <sighs> it's hard yeah. really really hard so at that time, did you feel like God had abandoned you or did you feel the sense of his presence still? Um, I don't think it was not that he had abandoned me. Like yeah. I've lost a lot of people suddenly in my life. Most of mm -hmm. the people I've lost in my life were sudden. So yeah, it was my heart's beneath a shock like mm -hmm. that. Um, so it wasn't abandoned. It was why now? Yeah. Why on vacation? Why? 
when our kids are so little. Mm -hmm. um, why, and I think the other thing that was so hard is why'd it have to be such a hard, harsh loss? Yes. You know, they had a, they did, they had to shave her head. They, you know, it's such a harsh process. Yes. And it was that I'm still struggling with that. Mm -hmm. You know, why'd it have to be painful? So hard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and a long drawn out. Right. Thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially after we took her off the machines, like she always said for us to do, it was still four more days. Yeah. Just like, Agony. Right, Lord. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just take her home. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, how did you face the days ahead after the reality, you know, yeah. that you had lost your mom? Yeah. Um, I do with denial a lot. Um, mm. It's the honest truth. Yeah. I, I like life happy. Yes. <laughs> um, God kind of arranged it in a very chaotic way. We came home. We were living at a church home. And the day we got back from the beach when my mom died, termites filled our kitchen. And long story short, we found out um, all the floorboards were rotted out. And so... Right after my mom's memorial service, we had to pack up our whole house. We were asked to leave a month early. Um, we had to buy a house. We had to find a house. Yeah. Um, I stayed very busy. And my dream was always to have a house and make it a haven. So I just dove into projects. Yep. Um, I, um, that was a huge part of handling everything. Mm -hmm. Um but also, like, long time ago, uh, when we first got married, I just found, I used to have my quiet time in this cute little place, but then when I got married, you know, you can't always have your cute little place. So I always found, I had to go to the bathroom right away every day. So I just have my Bible on the toilet, and that is me and Jesus time. So <laughs> I... <laughs> So I am so glad in 2020, I started reading, I was like, 2020, it's time to read through the Bible. And so normally it takes me about three to five, four years to read through the whole Bible. Yeah. Because I take it time right. by, you know, little by little. Well, anyways, so that got me through because mm -hmm. if I had to come up with something, you know, it's just like, well, this is where I'm at. Yes. So this is what I'm going to stay yeah. reading. So that got me through mm -hmm. because I didn't have to think about it. It was yeah. like... Like, what well, do I read? Right. What do I? Right. I know you're yeah. supposed to go to God. And I know yes. I always go to God, but, you know. Mm -hmm. So just having that plan already set. Yeah. That habit. Every day. Mm -hmm. You know, and God always had something yeah. every day. Um, you know, I'm still. Um, actually, now, I mean, that was two years ago. Yeah. And I'm because of the move, because of just our story just in the last month or two, I finally feel like I woke up from a nightmare. Yeah. And it's like, Oh no, that wasn't a dream. That was, that is my life. Yeah. And, um, so I'm still, yeah. And I, I will do forever the rest of my life. I know I will have to get through, but, um, yeah, it just takes twists and turns. It's getting raw now. Yeah. Just when life is starting to get more normal. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, I'm glad I have that consistent rhyme reading. <laughs> yes. So. Um, what helped the most during that time? Either like people or something people did or said, yeah. um, what was, you know, cause a lot of us that see friends or have friends that go through different tragedies, um, or loss. Like we're just like, we don't know how to help or what the best thing to say. Like, we're always worried. Well, what do I say? I don't know what to say. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, having that time with Jesus and just knowing God is present was so helpful. Um, in a practical way, um, just so many random people came to help us move. So many people. Mm -hmm. I think just talking about my mom, because I know, like you said, it is 
it's hard. You're like, oh, they're there in the store. Do I say something? Do I not? I don't know. <laughs> and it's like, I think people like talking about my mom help me. Yeah. I know some people don't want to go there, but I, I love it because I love my mom. Yeah, and she's amazing. I love hearing, just like you said, I didn't, I never knew. I totally forgot she brought pizza to you guys, yeah. you know? <laughs> and if she was there in that move, she was always like, um, yeah, the welcoming. Committee. I love that, you uh-huh. know, and I needed that. And even like one friend, it's interesting because May's always been my favorite month because it's my birthday and I love my birthday. Yes. Like, I will love my birthday till I'm 99. Like, I just love it. I will celebrate it and I will tell everyone my age. I don't care. Um, but in one week, it's my, my sister's birthday is May 8th. My dad's is May 10th. Mine's May 15th. My anniversary is the 28th, so May has always been this exciting, like, climax celebrate. of the year. Yeah, yeah, celebrating year. And she died on May 24th. And and it was interesting because I did come back home for my birthday because my sister needed to come back, but um, because we thought she'd be fine. We yeah. just thought we'd have to find a rehab place. We just have to work with, you know, a new normal of her here, just it'd be different. Yeah. Um, just like one lady gave me like a hundred dollars for my birthday, um, just for my birthday, you know. And then like one yeah. friend, she went shopping for me and had my all these special gifts. I love gifts. Um, I even took, saw a picture last night of all welcome home, you know. And those things will always remind me of that time of just how special so many people were to us. Um, yeah, it was, it was hard. But also another thing, we've talked about this. We were at the beach, like away. Um, Mm -hmm. we weren't in our normal. We were able to be all together as a family. Um, my sister flew in from Ireland. My brother flew. We were all together for one day Mm -hmm. to have to make the hardest decision of our lives. Um, my brother flew in from California, Montana, Colorado, Ireland, you know, we were all away from everything and God just designed that so perfectly. There was no schedule we had to keep. Yeah. And, um, this church allowed us to be in their church house, their mission house. And so there was just so many special things during that time that God just blessed us with mm-hmm. and was so kind to us. And yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Um, were there any special verses or, um, hugs from God that you remember? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so many things. Um, I'm kind of going to be a little open here. Most people, (laughs) um, some people think it's a little silly, but I don't, and God doesn't. So that's okay. Um, long time ago, God gave me the number 33 or 333 and it was just, him saying, I love you. And it's just amazing when like looking at the time, looking at bumper, not bumper, um, license plates yeah, or just anywhere. Um, it's just amazing. Especially, I mean, he still does, but there's so many times during that time where it's just his way of saying, I love you mm-hmm. or red Cardinals. I know red Cardinals. Like a wink. Yeah, it is like, yeah, I, I know he's, I'm here, you know, yeah. And red cardinals, I know people talk about, you know, people that die are like the red cardinals, whatever. But I had no idea about that. It was just God saying, I love yeah. you. Like, and God sends cardinals. And that's cardinals. like butterflies for me. Exactly. You're butterflies. Mm-hmm. I, yes. <laughs> I mean, they will fly in front of my car. Yes. And God being like, I love you today. Yes. <laughs> I see you. I know you. And, um, or when I'm blowing up at Chloe and then he sends one, it's like, I still love you, but. You got to confess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So those are little vulnerable there. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, uh. Andrew thinks. Um, but I was, um, yeah. So I found the Bible that I was reading. It's a marriage Bible we got for our wedding. And I write dates in my Bible. And I'm so thankful because I was able to go back to the exact place I was when this all happened and I was right in the middle of the Psalms and that is so sovereign of God because Mm -hmm. I started in 2020 and I literally just take it sometimes verse by verse, chapter by chapter. And he's like, 
this is where you need to be during this time. You just need to be in depth right in the middle of the Psalms. And I know it's just so good. But, um, so I remember the day on May 1st, I remember reading in uh, Psalm 56 where it said, when I'm afraid, I will trust in you mm. and God, I'll praise his word in God. I have put my trust. And then when it happened on May 2nd, my mom always said, um, anytime I cried, which was a lot is a lot. Um, <laughs> she would always say, you know, God has a bottle for all your tears. I was like, well, mine's the size of the ocean. <laughs> Mine's a giant bottle. <laughs> so big. Um, but that's where I was reading in Psalm 56 mm. that day. Where it says, you number my wanderings, put my tears in your bottle. Mm -hmm. Are you not in, are they not in my, your book? And then wow, I remember like all throughout the next few Psalms I have, here's where my mom was in my, in the hospital on Mother's Day. And my dad's birthday. Yeah. On my birthday. But then, three days after my mom died, I read Psalm 71. I'm going to read that. It says, In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be my strong refuge to which I may resort continually all the time. Yes. Just like that song, Marty's song right now is, I run to the Father again and again and again, you yep. know? And I was like, yep, that's how I got through. You have given the commandment to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, oh my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For you are my hope, oh Lord God. You are my trust from your youth. By you I have un upheld this was so special it says by you I have been upheld from birth mm -hmm. from my mom yes <laughs> you are he who took me out of my mother's womb mm. my praise shall be continually of you I've become as a wonder to many but you are my strong refuge let my mouth be filled with praise and with your glory all the day and I have written here, even when my mom dies. Yeah. And I just remember, you know, the days after someone so close to you dies, you're just so numb. Mm -hmm. And I just remember just that you don't know how to think. You don't mm -hmm. know what to say. And I remember when my aunt died, we actually just, not celebrated, but... She died 17 years ago on May f or March 5th. Mm -hmm. And um, a friend of mine in college, I was right in the middle of college, and I was, she's like, don't try to think anything deep or theological or try to figure this out. She died in a car accident. She went off the road and hit a tree. And she said, just remember that God is good. Just say, God is good. God is faithful and he loves me. And she said, say that over and over and over until you believe it because I know it's really hard to believe right now. Yeah. And I just remember like we're trying to remember what I know to be true about God. And yes. It's just God is so present. You know, I even got a tattoo of that on my arm because sometimes it's easy to forget yes. what you know to be true about God, especially when you feel so numb and you're just there. <laughs> you're not even feel like you're living. You're just there. Yeah. Um, but just remembering that he knows he's good mm -hmm. and he's there even when you don't understand or you're angry or you're asking so many questions why. Yes. But, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That scripture, um, scripture is just so powerful to carry us through and yeah. it really is a love letter from yeah. the Lord and it's a living breathing book like it's not like a normal book that you would just read through and oh that's a sweet story but like it literally says that it's the the 
living, breathing word of God. And so (laughs) it continually speaks to us. Um, And so verses, you know, that we could read over and over at certain times, all of a sudden God makes them come alive to us. And um, especially in those difficult times, it's just so sweet when that happens and you're just like that was God's word for me like I just know he's talking to me yeah (laughs) and meeting me there yeah um so this is the question that you um were a little worried about how to answer (laughs) um how has it changed you yeah it's been a tough one to Mm -hmm. think through um especially since I'm feel like I'm now just waking up I'm like ah how do I process two years um and how has it changed me um <laughs> the easy answer is just I cry more now which yes. I cried a lot more I cried a lot in my life um I think as I'm a very sensitive person everyone that knows me my brothers and husbands <laughs> hypersensitive but you know god made me that way and, <laughs> and we love you he for it uses that. <laughs> um i think like remembering what's important like more mm-hmm. important um i have a tendency to stick to a to-do list and yeah that's the most important thing in my day yeah. you know in my mind and i'm like if I get this done, it'll be a great day. Yeah. You know, and um, my mom, though she was a list person, she just, yeah, <laughs> she wasn't always stuck to her to-do list. Yeah. Know? She um, was a little bit more free spirit. <laughs> um, I think just, I don't do this great, but I know it has made me more aware um, to ask people in the bathroom at church or just people at the store mm-hmm. just like how are you doing or if they're sad you know even just ask them why they're sad yeah. you know and you know take time to listen and to not be afraid to pray even if it's in the grocery line yeah or in the store or at church um or wherever um i think just i am more aware of people's pain yeah you know I was Mm -hmm. aware because of so many people I've lost in my life but just being more aware yes um and I think also like my mom always said and I I think of this a lot because I always want my kitchen clean I always want that was always my mom she loved kitchens clean yeah and I am the same way you know aren't we all um but she always said which obviously you have to Balance, balance it out yeah. yes she's just like she's like the dishes will always be there but people won't yeah and she always told me that she's i'm like mom my kitchen is awful she's yeah. like you know chloe will be like can you play with me or marty wants to do something and you know sometimes i'll be like the kitchen just need to be clean minutes in the kitchen you know yeah. but it always comes to my mind you know the dishes will always be there but people won't yeah and it just she you know god knew Mm-hmm. I would need that. And, um, and I think just, um, I don't know, just yeah. so many things. Um, just trying to take life and remembering what's more important, most important, mm-hmm. you know, rather than making my house look the way I want it to be or whatever. Just, you know what? Especially Chloe. Oh my word. My mom just did fun things with us. Yes. You know, with me. I remember having a water gun fight in the house and she was always the one <laughs> she was she always was the a one. little prankster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was always the one to be like, Andrea, that's what the washer is for. Don't be so hyper about the kids, you know, getting dirty and just yeah. you know, and I'll be like, Don't get dirty, don't and I find myself like that and I'm like, Andrea, it is just a pair of pants. I know yeah. it's new, but it's that's what a washer is for. My mom yeah. just always said that. The washer in the thrift store. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so just, I don't know, just reminding 
myself what's most important. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say you struggle with the most now? Um, I've thought about this. My mom and I were a lot alike. Yeah. Um, we were both stubborn and opinionated. Um, but we were both loved people, loved serving, loved doing projects. I think the thing I struggle with the most um, now, um, when she died, um, we were kind of partners. We would sell stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Yes. We'd find them on the side of the road. We, we even just, one of the last things we did together, someone was moving, they said, you can have anything in this room. And we spent a whole day together going through stuff, what we could sell, what we like, oh, so-and-so would love this. Or, oh, we could give this to so-and-so. And, you know, and just, that was our thing. You know, we we just had this business, you know. And yeah. we were doing that or I'd be like, mom, guess what? You know, tell a funny thing that happened or just, mom, can you pray for me? Or just, yeah. just going and sitting for an hour and just telling her all my woes and all my struggles. And then... At the end, just having her pray for me and sing. She would always sing, um, God will take care of you. Yeah. She would always, like, come here, babes. She'd call me babes. <laughs> and she'd be like, God will take care of you through every day for all the way. He will take care of you. God will take care of you. And I just, all of us, we actually have a recording of it. Oh. So, a lot of us, yeah. Like all of us kids are just like, I played mommy's song today, or the grandkids yeah. know it when they're scared. They're like, let's sing Mimi's song, you know. Mm. So I think just having her present and just there to just tell her, guess what? I painted this wall black, or yeah. I did this project, or look what I did, mom, and like little girl showing. Yes my painting. Yes. <laughs> you know, Be proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> and she was such an encouragement. I think that's a big thing I miss is just her. She was just over the top encouraging. Yeah. And I just like, <laughs> Mark's like, your mom went over the top encouraging because I cannot encourage you as much as your mom. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just, I miss her excitement about when I do things, yes. you know, and I'm just like, I just miss, her being there to just laugh with or cry with and yeah that's my biggest struggle yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> so what would you say to um our sisters out there who maybe are walking through this process maybe they're even you know closer to the loss um still in that beginning stages or maybe you know they're somewhere along their journey but they've suffered loss too what would you want them to know or remember um it's okay to be a mess mm -hmm. it's okay to cry yeah it's okay to not have it all together mm -hmm. you know much as you want to it's okay to not be the way you used to yeah because i think so many times you're like i want to get back to just that. get back you know? to the way it used <laughs> to get be back to normal yeah and um i never will no it'll never be the same um It's okay to just go by yourself. Someone told me this a long time ago, just to curl up, literally. <laughs> you know, get on the floor, just hold your knees, and just say, can you just hold me now, Lord? Because I can't do it, you know? Um, somebody told me one time, they're just like, I was trying to hold it all together, and they're like, you know it's okay to give yourself permission and to give yourself grace and yeah. just to be a mess. Just let it go. Just because I know for me, I just try to stuff it all and just if I don't feel it, if I don't think about it, I won't have to be a mess and I don't have to fall apart. Yeah, all the time. 
and I, I need to, I'm kind of talking to myself right now because I need this too. Um, because just like in the songs, like he, he's a daddy that loves us. Yeah. And he wants us to tell us about all our boo-boos, mm -hmm. about all our struggles. And he wants to hear us. And he's not afraid of our anger or our complaints. You know, it's okay to complain. It's okay to ask why. Why did it have to happen this way? Or, yeah. You know, it's okay. Yep. He loves us. And um, just, I think just having that time. Yeah. And don't feel like the pressure of, oh, I have to have my verse for the day. But I think what's helped me so much is just <laughs> when you go to the bathroom, have your Bible on the floor. Because <laughs> that's what helps me. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> Chloe said that recently. My sister, she just came off the field from Ireland. And I said, she's a missionary. And she tells people about Jesus. She's like... Does she read her Bible on the toilet too? <laughs> um, and I think just, just give yourself time. Yeah. Because it's going to take time, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, there's going to be waves. Um, yeah. Just mm -hmm. let people love you and don't be afraid. Somebody told me one time to, in the moment, please. Just send me a message and say, please pray for me. Yeah. So find that friend, find whoever, and you mm -hmm. don't have to explain it. Just right. that they know what that means. Yep. You know? And that was hard. That's hard for me because I mm -hmm. want to be all fixed before I tell someone. Yes. You know? We think we have to. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not okay to be a mess, but it is. Yeah. It is so okay. Yeah. Because so, God is the God of grace. Yeah. Knows us and loves mm -hmm. the brokenhearted. Yep. So just. Well, I can wish I, I could give you all a big hug. <laughs> yes, yes, we're hugging you through, through the airwaves, and um, let me just pray for you and for our other sisters um, who are in their own place of grieving. So, um, Lord, we just come before you, and I just. Um, Thank you that you are our daddy who loves us and cares about all of the deep pain, all the loss, and you want to know how we're feeling, and you give us permission just to be a mess, and that we don't have to hold it all together. Lord, I pray that you would just wrap your mighty loving arms around my friend's who just feel so um, empty from that place that a person larger than life used to fill. Lord, help them to just fall into your arms and to find them warm and comforting and safe, that they would be protected by your grace, that they would be comforted by your peace, and that they would be strengthened by you, Lord, just your presence and your love. I pray that they would run to the word of God and find it living and powerful and comforting, Lord. And that they wouldn't lose hope in facing tomorrow. Because it's really hard sometimes to know how how to keep putting one step in front of the other and um, choosing hope when our hearts feel in despair and just at such a loss. And like Andrea was saying, just that feeling of being numb and just like we're waking up from a nightmare and could the nightmare just be over and come into that realization that this is the new reality so, God, would you just help them, Lord, to find you and who you are to be enough to face the new reality. And that we can just trust your love 
Lord, because that's really all we have. We can't control anything else. But we know that you never change, no matter what other things we lose or how life changes, it ebbs and flows. Lord, we know that you're always going to be there. You are the beginning. You are the end. You are the alpha. You are the omega. And you are our high tower and our strength and our shield and our hope and our defender. We love you, Jesus. Thank you that you give us a reason to keep living. We pray these things over all of our friends in your precious name. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for sharing. And we'll be back for more another time. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. That was a hard one, y'all. Um, but so beautiful and brave of Andrea to just share all of that with us um, after we had finished recording. Um, I just gave her a big, big hug and um, and I said a few things to her and I just want to say those to you too, sister, um, for any of you who are out there and just hurting from a loss and you're grieving the absence of someone that was so dear to you and bigger than life, um, for you. And I just said, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that this is your story. And I'm sorry that the one you loved is gone. I wish that they were still here. But they're so proud of you. For how you are continuing to live. And continuing to find purpose and hope. So I feel like I just wish I could give each one of you a big hug too and cry with you and let you cry. Just like Andrea said, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be messy and not have it all together. So I hope that even though this episode was kind of heavy and difficult, that it helps you somehow in your process, wherever you are on your journey. And that you'll turn to the word of God and just let it wash over you with hope, with peace, with comfort. And know that the Lord, he's got you and he loves you. So please don't hesitate to reach out if you need prayer um, in this regard, if you've just recently suffered a loss or you're just really struggling, um, missing someone and, um, I would just be so honored to pray for you. Um, you can find me on Instagram at raising underscore rubies time six and send me a DM over there. Or you can find me on Facebook, Sarah Dawn St. Clair, and send me a message that way. Um, and also, please join the Facebook group, Sisters in the Spirit. We'd love to have you over there, and I'd love to open just a safe place for people to have conversation about grief and loss and share about your precious one and, um, encourage each other in that. So thank you all for continuing to listen and share 
um, help get the word out to even more sisters in the spirit who need encouragement and hope um, and take time this week in your corner of the world to remind your friends and sisters in Christ to look up to the Heavenly Father and um, keep their eyes focused on Him. So I pray that you have a blessed week and I look forward to more conversation back here um, next Monday. So remember, sister, you are not alone. You are precious to your heavenly father. Bye for now.